A year or so ago, there was probably a lot of money being waged on wagering websites for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis being the next president of the United States. DeSantis to future. No more. Ron was Trumpian. He billed himself basically as Trump the Younger, but Republican voters don't seem to care about Younger. They still have a hunger for the real deal maker. But might that hunger be waning? Joining us is our US correspondent, Karen Castle of the State House Bureau Chief for Public Radio and Television in the state of Ohio. And Karen's been on the road with candidates and at their conventions in previous US elections. She's been a moderator in major debates. She's won numerous journalism awards and is a three-time Emmy nominee. Karen, lovely to have you back on. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. What an election in store this year. So it's late Saturday afternoon, your time, and you're having the South Carolina primary voting as we speak, part one. Today, the Democrats have been voting. The Republicans will do so later in the month. Yeah, and it's pretty clear that uh, President Biden's going to win. He leads by about 60 points over his two challengers who are Republican. I'm sorry, Representative Dean Phillips of Minnesota and Marianne Williamson, who's kind of a new age author. And and, uh, she ran last time as well. It could, though, give a clue at how he's energizing black voters. It's the first time he's been on the ballot because while there was a primary in New Hampshire, Democrats actually moved their first primary up to South Carolina. So this is the first time he's been on an official ballot, though he did win in New Hampshire as a write-in candidate. And I saw an interview, actually, I think it was this very morning on CNN, among black candidates who explained why they were voting for Trump instead of Biden. So there'd be a lot of interest in that turnout and that voting trend from uh, for the Democrats. Yeah, and Republicans vote later this month. And, and right now, it's it's really clear that Trump has a lead over Nikki Haley, who is the former governor of South Carolina till she left to become Trump's U.S. ambassador to the U.N. And uh, she's been trying whatever she can do to distinguish herself as a younger candidate, as a female candidate, as somebody who is not in decline, which she keeps talking about Trump is. But uh, she really hasn't been able to capture Republican votes. And so it's really likely that uh, she's going to lose in the Republican voting coming up. I saw a piece in the Atlantic Monthly by McKay Coppins, the Mitt Romney biographer. He has been to more than 100 Donald Trump rallies. And um, that's devotion uh, to journalism. (laughs) His theory, to put it simply, is that no one is really listening now to Trump. There's nothing really new to hear. He rambles a bit more. He's not looking as robust as he was hitherto. People turn up to his rallies all right, but fewer of them are spellbound. Some go home early. Do you perceive a bit of truth in this analysis from him? Well, I think, you know, Trump, when he did his rallies in 2015 and 2016, it was new. It was novel. It was different. Nobody would ever really seen rallies like those were. And, and I think the the novelty has worn off a little bit. Trump's support is still strong, but his unfavorability is now over 50 percent. That's been about where it has been for the last two years. But there are these reports about people just kind of tuning out a little bit. Uh, he th- There is a big gender gap, I think, in his support that uh, has some people wondering if he's going to be able to get women voters back. Abortion and reproductive rights is a big issue this year. Trump has bragged about nominating justices to the U.S. Supreme Court who overturned the right to abortion in the United States. 
And even some states, including my state here in Ohio, which is a Republican state, voters have voted to guarantee abortion and reproductive rights in their constitutions and in state laws. And so many Trump-backed Republicans are even trying to push back on that. So this is possibly going to be a big issue, especially among women. You know, Nikki Haley, uh, bound to lose, she's behind in the polls. She's jeered at for hanging in there against Trump. The thinking is she'll run out of money. Other thinking is that she could yet prevail. Karen, I wouldn't mind your opinion on this. She leads Biden, I saw, in a head-to-head poll out of Quinnipiac University. The theory being people will more and more perceive mental degradation with Trump as with Biden, and that without the drama provided by Trump, you know, bashing other candidates and defeating them, the full glare of the spotlight will come on him as a candidate under siege. It's also argued this could help him, of course. How do you see all this? Well, Trump has done better with fundraising after every indictment and every court issue that he's had. That is starting to slow down. He is facing 91 counts in four cases. And his federal election case has been removed from the court calendar, so there won't be a trial on that. But there is a trial starting in March in New York, which is the biggest media market in the country. That's on charges that he falsified business records. And there are some polls that show that moderate Republicans and moderate voters, those who swing between the parties too, are less likely to support him, especially if he's convicted. And so that's something that Haley has tried to get some traction on. And uh, she's tried to tell Democrats to consider supporting her so that Trump wouldn't be the nominee. And of course, Democrats have said that they're not going to do that. The U.S. Supreme Court is to decide If states can ban Trump from the primary ballot, and arguments for that are this week, and interestingly enough, if the U.S. Supreme Court decides that Trump could be still on the ballot and still be elected if he's convicted, he would not be able to vote for himself because convicted felons in Florida, where he's registered to vote, cannot vote. Well, if he lost by one vote, that would be gigantic news. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If the thrill has gone with Trump as he maybe rambles more and looks older and slower. That's interesting, isn't it? Because what does that augur as well with nine months or or more to go till the election? I know it's too early to assume he's on the slide, but there's endless speculation. But it'll be interesting to see how he he goes personally. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to predict what's going to happen in the next nine or ten months here. But uh, both Trump, who's 77 years old, and Biden, who's 81 years old, have had flubs and they make mistakes on names and specifics. But many experts in mental fitness have said that Trump's issues are far more pronounced than Biden's. I mean, Trump has messed up a lot recently. For instance, he identified the person who was in charge of security at the U.S. Capitol when his supporters stormed the building during the insurrection in January 2021, January 6th, as Nikki Haley, when he meant then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi. He's made some completely incoherent remarks. He's been doing that for a long time, so it's hard to tell whether he's just telling a story that's embellished with some lies or whether he's having trouble remembering things. And so I think all of this feeds into concerns about his mental fitness. And, of course, Republicans will then – they've been talking exclusively about whether Biden is mentally fit but seem to be ignoring their own candidate. Yes, neither is – coherently adhering to the English language in toto. Uh, You have seen the dark undercurrents that uh, his diehard supporters float their conspiracy theories on. But 
the other thinking, Karen, is that they aren't the ones who will give him victory. Um, there are the people, if he wins, there are the people who may think he's, they don't like him, he's full of BS, but he's still their guy, and the US was prosperous for most of his presidency, and they want the good times to roll again. It's the price of gas as well, and the ha- price of houses and their mortgages. I saw 75% of people in one poll think the US is on the wrong track, Karen. Yeah, and it's interesting because the economy is on fire. I mean, the jobs report yesterday was a lot better than anyone expected. Even some news anchors on Fox News had to admit that this was good news for Biden. you got the stock market hitting record highs, gas prices, which Biden has nothing to do with. The president doesn't have anything to do with that. They are down. Inflation is at pre-pandemic lows, but grocery prices are still up. And that is a concern for a lot of people because they're shopping, of course. There are a lot of factors involved with that, supply chain problems, droughts, labor shortages. But Democrats have been saying that Biden needs to talk more about his economic achievements. But that's hard to do when people are still paying more at the grocery store. So the economy is going to be an issue here. It's just going to be how it's talked about. It's always the economy stupid, isn't it, since the days of um, (laughs) Bill Clinton. There are also, though, the detestations of wokeness and a kind of indifference to climate change out there. Uh, Basic considerations are always a lot different outside the beltway, too. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I think in some areas, these are even more pronounced. For instance, in red states like Ohio, in fact, there is a bill in Ohio here that would specifically require public colleges and universities to teach what it calls intellectual diversity on topics, and it names the topics, climate policies, electoral politics, marriage, abortion. Those are just some of those. And so the issue of wokeness seems to be a big factor. I was just at a rally the other day for one of our U.S. Senate candidates, and wokeness came up. Uh, You had Vivek Ramaswamy, who was running for president, very strong Trump supporter, at this rally talking about that. He wrote a book called Woke Inc. So it's it's definitely a talking point for Republicans, but it's hard for them even to define when asked to define it. Yes. Could Biden yet not stand? I saw 77% of people polled in Michigan. I forget the polling company, but it's been receiving a lot of attention. 77% want someone other than Biden, and that's a red state. And I think the primary is coming up later this month. Well, and I think that reflects what a lot of people around the country have been saying. I mean, it's clear that polls have shown that people don't want, Americans don't want a rematch between Trump and Biden. Uh, interestingly, though, Michigan is barely a blue state now. I mean, the governor, Gretchen Whitmer, is a Democrat. Democrats and Republicans are almost even in the legislature. But most of Michigan's U.S. senators are Democrats. Biden won there in 2020. There are some signs that Biden's not doing well. For instance, Michigan is home to one of the largest Arab-American communities in the country. They're not happy with how he's handled the Israel-Hamas war. But Biden also did win the support of the United Auto Workers Union, which is really powerful in Michigan. So I think Michigan is going to be a state to watch, definitely. What a strange system you have when, (laughs) but you're not alone in the world, but when emphatically Americans want neither candidate. Can you recall this happening before? Oh, I think in 2016, there was some questions about whether people really wanted Uh, Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. I mean, they were both unpopular candidates. So it it brings up the question of whether there should be a third party in this country. And a lot of people want that. 
but it's too late for a third party for people who are concerned about Donald Trump at this point. I mean, the vote is simply it's if if you vote for Biden or you vote for Trump, it's really a binary choice here. And a third party candidate just stands no shot at this point, whether that will be the case for the next you know 20 years or so. I guess we'll have to wait. I saw one voter. You see, Biden's got nine months to go to. And I saw one voter at a Trump rally opine that Trump is true to himself. He's the devil they know, however problematic the notion of Trump being true to himself is. But it's laid out for everyone to love or to loathe. There seems to be, uh, maybe this is not right, and I'd like your opinion on this too, there seems to be a feeling that Biden's not that. You never really see the real Biden. All the publicity over his son Hunter may finally be hitting home and what Joe knew or didn't about dealings with foreign powers and so on. So um, there, he's in an invidious position of some sort, along with Trump, possibly. Well, and I think the idea that Joe Biden is not real and genuine is that that's that's kind of not the case. I mean, Biden has been emotional at times. He's been very demonstrative with uh, events that he's done. I mean, he, he talks about his faith a lot. He's been pretty clear on who he is, and he's been in American politics for a very long time. So a lot of people are are aware and, and feel like they know Joe Biden. The idea that he somehow interfered with his son's foreign business dealings, a lot of Republicans do believe that. But all the witnesses that Republicans in Congress have called for depositions as part of their impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden said they knew of no corruption on the president's part. So it looks like impeachment charges won't go forward. And even Republican Senator Chuck Grassley has said there's no evidence that President Biden was involved with Hunter Biden's business dealings. Karen Kassler is with us, RNZ National, Sunday morning, six minutes to 11 in the news with Karen. The White House has agreed to new limits on asylum at the border. This is quite complicated, so you can maybe explain it to us. Uh, I saw this morning in the New York Times that 30,000 new migrants uh, are being looked at, uh, looked after rather, in New York and being given prepaid credit cards to, so they can buy food and for their children. In the minds of people, does this suggest that Trump was all right all, lo- all along about the border, however derided his wall was? I mean, when Biden says, I've done all I can do, just give me the power, give me a better border patrol, does this make sense to Americans? And might this be a- an enormous election issue as well? Oh, it's going to be a huge election issue. And certainly Republican candidates are making it so because Trump wants it to be an election issue. But what's interesting here is that what the deal that was worked out here is is pretty much what Trump wanted. But you have House Republicans who are refusing to deal on the issue with Democrats because Trump wants it to be a campaign issue. So on one hand, they're saying it's a critical emergency at the border, but then they're also saying they don't want to solve it until after the presidential election. So I think there's still some hope that something can be done here, but it's become a real political football. It has been for decades now, and certainly it doesn't look like it's going to be resolved there's always hope, though, and, and the stories about not only what states and communities are dealing with, but about what these people who are coming to this country to try to escape violence in their own countries, they're, they're seeking asylum, what they're dealing with. These are these are moving stories on that on that score. And I think some of us are puzzled by how it's ended up being tied to money for Ukraine as well, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that's that's something that uh, for a while, because you have got a lot of Republican lawmakers in Congress who don't want to send any more money to Ukraine. And so it's it's gotten all tied up in this. You have some Democrats saying these are and even some Republicans saying these are separate issues. This is really complicated. And it's it's I'm not sure how many people really get what the latest is on all of these things, but they're they're going to be campaign issues. Somebody wants to know about Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, this is Peter in Auckland. Is he a wild card or maybe a spoiler? Is he at that level? I, I think, I mean, he's he's running as an independent candidate. And, uh, of course, he's the the uh, conspiracy theory, anti-vax uh, candidate here. And uh, I think there was a concern that he could take votes away from Biden as well as Trump. I think he hits more on the Trump train than others. And so I think I don't know that he's ever going to get to the point where he's a spoiler, because, I mean, when I start thinking about spoilers, I think of like Ross Perot back in 1992, who got a much larger percentage of the vote than we've seen from a third party candidate. So that remains to be seen, I think. Last question. High excitement, I know, over whether Taylor Swift will make it back from Japan (laughs) in in time for the Super Bowl. She's on a very tight time frame um, to get there, to get to Las Vegas. And. So before we go, the the Taylor Swift, Karen, the Taylor Swift conspiracy theories, <laughs> mainly the one that her relationship with Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs football team is designed to help Joe Biden win the election. How does the logic of this work? Oh, this is very interesting. And, and Travis Kelsey is from Ohio, so this has gotten a lot of attention here as well. There are some right-wing pundits who claim that the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey relationship is a psychological operation staged by Democrats and the NFL, and that the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl because it's scripted, and then Taylor and Travis will endorse Biden. (laughs) There are also some people who think the relationship was staged to increase the number of women watching football. So there are a lot of conspiracy theories about this, but it's it's still going to be a big game to watch, and and people are still going to watch it. It's 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 a tradition. One of the biggest games in the world, Karen. Always lovely to have you on. Thanks so much for being able to join us. It's great to talk to you again. Thanks, Karen Kessler, our US correspondent 